0: Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey everyone, how's everybody doing out there? I hope so well. I'm doing great. Just ready to give you another podcast here, ready to discuss this topic that I'm sure none of us have ever experienced. It's worry right? You've never worried before? Or do you? Yes, we all worry. That's a question we could all say that we have experienced. So let's dive into what worry is. So worry, it's a kind of fear, isn't it? But it's not the same as fear in the moment, like if a bear was jumping out at you, you know, <laughs> and what you're supposed to do in that situation. It's an imagined fear, that has not happened yet. So it's something in the future, and the trap that one falls into is thinking that it's important to worry, or that it feels necessary to worry about. Maybe you have some huge speaking engagement in the future, or something really, really big. As humans, we think, well, it's important, and so I need to worry about it. I need to be concerned. Well, Worrying is not the same as concern. Worrying is not the same as preparing. Worrying has no resourcefulness at all. So what do we worry about? Well, usually we think into the future, you know, of of what is coming that we need to worry about. But people even worry about the past. Now that will get you somewhere, right? <laughs> so... But what I'm talking today mostly is worrying about things in the future. If you are still stuck on worrying about the past, man, I hope that we can help you with that and I hope that we can solve that problem. That's that's a different topic. Some things you look back on, you know, what you're worrying about and you say, why did I do that? What was that about? Like that was super ridiculous. Let me give you an example. So I think as mothers, we do this a lot. My husband takes a lot of trips. I can't always go with him. He is on the go always. This last trip he took was to Mexico with two of my four children. And for some reason, my mind, okay, my natural brain just dipped into a spiral of worrying. And I thought and I visualized because worry comes in visualizations, doesn't it? As we are thinking about these things that aren't even happening, but that could possibly happen in the future. So I started thinking about a car accident. Then I pictured them getting hurt. I even I think I even pictured them dying at one point. And then I thought, what am I going to do? I'm gonna to have to sell my house, or or whatever it was. Like my mind went into a spiral. It was totally unconscious. I wasn't um, being mindful. I wasn't being present and realizing what I was doing. And it was almost taking me to a state of tears. And then I I realized what I was doing. Now this is not my typical <laughs> mindset. I don't just sit and worry. It just came. And I don't know if it's hormones or what. But I just wanted to give you an example of the ridiculousness that is totally human, isn't it? So we worry about our kids. We worry about when they're gone. We worry about our relationships. We worry about all those things. And, and then some things are really legitimate to worry about, health concerns, money, relationship problems, our kids, if they have a big, big issue. And so there's two types of worry. One is, was explained by Dr. Wayne Dyer. He says, one is within the scope of our control of some sort, okay? And then two, it's not in our control at all. And for those type, we really need to do that serenity prayer that AA has. You know, God grant me the serenity to change the things that I can change and to, to let go, you know, of the things that I cannot control. I can't remember the exact serenity prayer, but it's actually a beautiful thing to surrender and let go of things that we just have absolutely no control of. And I would argue that even the things within our scope of control, we st- it is still not necessary and it's still kind of unresourceful to worry. We can change that worry in those circumstances to let's do what we can. Let's do something about it and that can help us feel better. Um, if we can do something about it and then move on um, and change that from a worry to more of a concern and a preparation. But you have to be careful even with that. My point is is that all worry is just not helpful. It's not helpful, and worry is really a trap. Another uh, explanation was irrational anxiety, or worry, versus rational anxiety. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. The rational anxiety being, maybe you have a big game. Maybe, you know, you're an athlete, you have this big game, you're a college basketball player, so you have this... A little nervousness before the game which is completely rational and then the irrational anxiety is the example that I <laughs> displayed to you so that you could see that I have frailties just and, and weaknesses just like the next guy but that that is common and we can fall into those those patterns and things so I just explained the what what we worry about and so why why do we worry? And I, I touched on that just a little bit. But we worry because our lower brains, or sometimes they're called reptilian brains, they will find problems. Okay, our brain is designed to give us the least amount of pain as possible. The brain really wants to find the problem to do this. It wants to root out all bad possible scenarios. It wants to root out the pain. So it will focus on on that so that it won't have to experience pain. So, you know, our brains aren't designed to walk into a room and to automatically see all the things that are in working order and great and clean and positive. No, our brains are designed to walk into a room, see all the trash that's on the ground, the crumbs, the mistakes, the <laughs> problems, right? And so that's really what it is. It's it's designed to warn us of the worst case scenario. So, we got to give ourselves a break and realize that. I came across a therapist who has a little bit of a YouTube following. His name is Douglas Blotch. And he wrote a book about depression, which is a little bit interesting because he himself went through major, major anxiety and depression. So he has a lot to offer, especially in that realm. But he said some um, interesting things about worry. And he just said, worry is never, ever helpful, you know, going along with, uh, with what I'm saying. And he says, especially with someone with anxiety and depression, because your thoughts can completely spin out of control. You can become consumed. And unfortunately for him, it even led him with these consuming thoughts into those thought patterns of wanting to take his own life. So in that, in kind of reclaiming, his uh mindfulness and his presence he came up with this strategy that he calls back to the present and it's very very simple it consists of three things so number 1 you've got to notice what's happening catch yourself <laughs> the number one thing is what everybody says we got to be aware we got to be aware when we're doing it but we've got to really start noticing if this is a problem start noticing And then he says, number two, you have to realize after you've caught yourself that this can't hurt you because it has yet to happen. So, therefore, it's a figment of your imagination. And I really, really like that because aren't these such mind games? Isn't worry just a mind game? I heard one time that worrying is like praying. For all the bad things that you don't want to happen to happen. Yikes. Right? So you have to realize this hasn't happened yet. It cannot hurt you. It is a figment of your imagination. You are making it up. It is not real. Step back into reality. And that's what number three is. You got to turn your attention out of your mind. And into the physical world such as working on some sort of project, maybe going and doing something physical like going and playing the piano, turning your attention out of your mind, changing your focus to the here and now. Get out of the future. Get into the now. And there's many, many different ways that we can do this. Another thing that he suggested was positive self-talk, start doing affirmations start, uh, maybe have like a little mantra that you can say that this isn't happening. I am doing this right now. I am cooking my food. I am, you know, or whatever. But I think that this, number three, is when we can turn the attention away from ourselves. I think that there's so much detriment to overthinking and thinking about ourselves so much that that is why If you've listened to any of my podcasts, that's why I almost always say service to others. Helping others is such a huge tool because it gets the focus off of our dang selves. Okay, (laughs) Americans, and I say Americans, I mean there's many other countries too. But us first world countries, we think that we have to always be concerned about ourselves. We think self-help is we got to get ourselves happy. We got to give our, get ourselves good. And so much of that is just so focused on the self that how can you get better when that's all you're focusing on? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying anyways? So get ourselves out of our future that doesn't even exist. Change the focus to the here and now either by doing something physical or by positive self-talk. And I went into this a little bit earlier, that we have to be super careful with worry because worry, like I said, uh, it's like a prayer of the bad things that you don't want to happen to have happen, but it can actually attract those things in. Because when we're focusing so much on say something that we worry, you got to watch out because you could run right into it. For example, so if we get into a relationship And we are so worried that we are going to do something that might detract this person. We're just having so much fun. We really like this guy or, you know, whatever the case is. And we just think about it and we get so worried. We start suffocating it. We start over worrying. We start sharing all of our worries with this person. Let's say you're just newly dating and you just... Start texting too much, and then you get worried when they don't text you back. And then you, <laughs> you know, you text more and more and more, and you suffocate and su- suffocate. And then guess what happens? It fails. Your worry just came true. So you have to be very careful because where your focus goes, energy flows. Natural energy is going to flow towards it. This is the same, you know, if you are totally worried about your business, if you are. Having to give a presentation or you're having to work on some project and you're overly worried about it, you can lose your resourcefulness and you start focusing on, oh, I'm going to bomb it. I'm going (laughs) to do so bad. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Guess what? Your focus is going there. You are going to self-sabotage. So you have to be careful. So that's just one of the careful things we have to realize about worrying and how it is unresourceful and how it never helps us. So I have a couple of my own steps that I want to share with you that I think we can take what Douglas Bloch said and and kind of combine them. It's a little bit similar. Number one would be what everyone else says. Okay, we've got to notice it. But how I think that we can notice it because so much of worry is unconscious. We can actually... Okay, let's say I am going to really put forth an effort to notice my worrying. So day one, you wake up, you go along your day, you set a little alarm at like 12 or whatever time. And then you say to yourself, did I worry the past hour? Let's go through my thoughts a little bit because we don't always, we can't always catch it in the moment. If you can catch it in the moment and have kind of more mindfulness and self-awareness, that is awesome. And I'd love for you to do that. But just for the strategy, I think we need to backtrack and think, okay, what was I worrying about? What visualizations came to mind? And if you really want to tackle it, write it down because you actually might start seeing a pattern of when. So if you can see when you are worrying, maybe it's different times of the day. Maybe it's right after work. Maybe it's after certain things happen. Write it down and write also what happened that caused you to to worry. So that's step one of how we can actually become aware And that will help a lot get rid of a lot of just natural worry when we're trying to catch ourselves. Number two, it's called positive worrying. All right, so it's actually an exercise to get you to worry, but let me change the definition of worry. This would be a complete 180 degree shift. So positive thinking, positive worrying, you would take a situation that you're legitimately worried about. And instead of saying all the negative things that could happen in the future, you are going to say and picture and visualize in your mind all the positive things that could very well happen in the future. Why don't we naturally do this? Why don't we naturally think, oh, this presentation is going to go so much better than I imagine." I'm going to get a standing ovation, or my boss is going to love my presentation, those type of things, or my teenage son, he may be getting bad grades right now, but I got him this tutor, I've done everything I could, and I can really see him and envision him just becoming the best at whatever he wants to become. Or say you're going through a divorce, say, you know what? things are going to go really well at my court date. I have a great lawyer. I really see this working out. I see that the things that I have, you know, inquired about with custody, they're going to come to pass. I can see that it's going to be better than I even imagined before. You know, things like that. But man, this does take being cognizant <laughs> of our situation and being creative with our positivity. Because our brains will not be comfortable with this at first. And I, you know, third thing going along with this, want to suggest this to be a seven-day challenge. So seven days of positive worrying. And maybe we can term it something else, but... <laughs> I just think that if you can consider the positive hypothetical instead of all of those negative hypotheticals, can you imagine the possibilities? And then imagine your life after this, once you put it into practice a little bit, that this can become part of who you are. And you can transfer this onto your kids. I tell my clients about... This little strategy and teach them a little bit about it and tell them to go to your kids, teach them. You know, especially in the case where, you know, I work with these people going through divorces. It's a tough time emotionally. And the brain does want to go into those, well, what's going to happen in my future? It's uncertain. And for children, it is uncertain. But as we can teach them, hey, did you know that you don't have to worry? It's okay to have fear and concern. But I have something I can teach you that can help you not to worry so much that we can turn it into positive and think of all the positive things that could happen. So it's just a flip of that brain, folks. 180 degree shift. And I heard this from Jody Moore. Jody Moore is a popular life coach in the LDS community. And she said, did you know we can go worry-free? Like (laughs) gluten-free? I liked that. It was just a simple thing that I heard her say. So if you're at a party, you know, and you're gluten-free, people offer you bread. What do you say? Ah, I can't have bread. I'm gluten-free. You can do the same thing. Say you're at the same party. People come up to you and say, are you worried about Friday's tests for these kids and, you know, all the pressure that's on them? Say, no, I, I'm actually worry-free. I'm, I've been without worry for a year now. It's great. You should try it. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. So how about we do it? So let's take these little strategies and put it into practice and see what happens. Just know, in summary, worry will get you nowhere it is unresourceful, it never helps, even if it feels like it's important, please realize what's going on, be aware, and realize it's a trap, get yourself out of the trap, By, you can say this cannot hurt me, and realize that you, that it's a figment of your imagination, that you are in the future, get yourself back to the present, by doing something physical, or your affirmations, or my suggestion was the positive worrying for seven days. Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Oh my gosh, I would love to hear it. So email me. It is Sanchez at gmail.com. Oh, I would love to hear that. So good luck with this, people. Um, I'm a true believer in not worrying. Wow, it can clear up some mind space and give you some peace and comfort. Okay. Make it a wonderful day. Make it whatever you want. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.